You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, welcome back to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. By the end of today's show, you're going to be so much smarter when it comes to writing and holding an IEP meeting. But first, I want to give a shout out to B. DeWald. They wrote, hello, I have been a gen ed middle school teacher in Oklahoma for 15 years and am following my heart further by moving into special education. I enjoyed listening and am eager to learn more from Jennifer. Thank you for these. Wow, you are so welcome. And I'm so happy to hear that these little bite-sized PD sessions are helpful to you. And it's pretty awesome that you're from Oklahoma like I am. I think you are making a brave move into this field. And I want to let you know that in my opinion, you'll never regret it. I might be a little biased because this is where my heart has been for as long as I can remember. But I truly believe that God calls only special people to do this special job. If you're enjoying these episodes and would like to receive acknowledgement right here on the show, please leave a review. They give me an instant boost to my ego and they help others find me as well. So let's get to it. In today's show, I'm going to let you in on five IEP meeting types that don't exactly shout out rock star sped teacher. And to be honest with you, I am probably guilty of holding at least one each of these types of meetings, if not more. I have left meetings, especially in my early years, where my face and neck were red, I was sweating profusely, and I knew I was going to get called in by my admin to tell me what a crappy teacher I was. Of course, I didn't. But I'm telling you these things because I want you to have the knowledge in your toolbox to not make the same mistakes as I did. It's entirely possible and maybe even highly likely that you have in fact held one of the IEP meetings I'm about to discuss. But guess what? It's fine. You're fine. The parents are fine. The child is fine. When we know better, we do better. And my job today is to help you know better. So IEP meeting mistake number one is the over-specific or too generalized meeting. The first type of mistake special education teachers make is being too extreme on different ends of the spectrum. It's neither good to be too specific or too generalized. Let me give you an example. I received an IEP from another state and they included in the IEP that the child would be taught using the Red Reading Milestone series. That is a very specific program. And luckily my district had it and I was able to get my hands on it, but what if I hadn't been able to? Then my IEP would have been out of compliance. You should never, ever, ever write specific programs into the wording of your IEP. And then you can go to the opposite end, which is being too generalized. I once received this information for a student. Sarah is behind her peers in reading and needs to improve. Needless to say, in both instances, a new meeting needed to be held right away to rewrite the IEP. The second IEP meeting mistake that teachers can make is the deficit-heavy meeting. Pump the brakes on the negativity. You know why a child has an IEP. The teachers know why the child has an IEP, and your administrator should know why the child has an IEP. But your parents very possibly do not know. And being in a formal meeting with a bunch of educators, related service providers, and administrators for the school can be a very overwhelming situation for a parent, especially if this is a new placement. For you, it's just another Monday. So put yourself in their shoes. You come into an uncomfortable situation and then hear negative comment after negative comment about your child. You hear what they cannot do compared to what their peers can do. It can all be too much. 
I suggest that for every deficit you plan on discussing, that you have at least two lead comments or positives that you can bring up. If it is a continuing IEP meeting, focus more on the skills that they have gained and the progress that they have made. I promise you, parents will trust you and have a better relationship with you when they know you see their child as one with potential and not a lost cause. Mistake meeting type three, the never-ending meeting. You know the one where the special education teacher goes over the IEP word by word, basically reading the 20-page document to the parents. Can I just say, ugh, ain't no one got time for that business. Not the parents, not the general education teacher, and definitely not you. You have some kids to get back to to teach. IEP meetings that drag on for hours at a time are truly counterproductive. I have been doing this job for 26 years now, and I have never seen a federal mandate saying a special education teacher has to go over the IEP word for word, line by line. Don't get me wrong. There are statements that should be made directly, such as the services that will be provided, but it will serve everyone on the team so much better if you can really get good at summarizing the information and presenting it to the parents through a conversation and not just reading it to them. A warning, though. Don't let this slide the other way, where you just touch on each present level and call it good. That's not in anyone's best interest either. There has to be a middle ground. Most of my IEPs tend to lean towards the 30 to 45 minute mark, longer if they have to be translated. And this is for an annual continuing IEP. Of course, a new placement will take longer because you're going to be going over an extensive amount of testing. But for an annual, try your best to get that parent in and out of there within an hour. So you might be asking, is there a way to avoid the never-ending IEP meeting? Glad you asked. That leads me to mistake number four, failure to prepare for the meeting. I'm truly saddened by the fact that this has to even make the list. Ideally, you should have done most of the work up front by talking to gen ed teachers, parents, and the students about what will be included in the IEP. In the Sped Prep Academy resource library, you can find forms, questionnaires, and surveys to give to the different individuals that help you obtain this information. Talk to your students about their likes and dislikes, strengths and weaknesses. I mean, isn't this the whole point? To make it individualized to the child? Who better to tell you about the child than the child themselves? So make sure you don't miss this step. If you want access to the forms, you can get them for free at the spedprepacademy.com slash resource library, all one word. Another way I make sure I'm prepared for the meeting is to use a checklist. Our district provides us with a checklist for when we turn in our paperwork into the district office. So I use that same checklist before walking into a meeting to make sure I have everything I need. I still, after all of these years, make mistakes. Like the other day, I took Vietnamese rights instead of Spanish. But having that checklist makes me feel secure in the fact that I didn't completely forget something important. You also want to make sure you edit your IEP before the meeting. Having the wrong name within the body of the IEP does not look too good, and I will admit this has happened to me. It's nothing you can't cross out and fix and apologize for, but it looks really unprofessional to the parents and your admin when it happens. And number five, the last IEP meeting mistake is the revolving door meeting. This one does not happen at my school, but by reading threads on social media, it does happen a lot, so I wanted to address it. Maybe you've been to a meeting like this one. One teacher comes in, gives a report, and leaves. And then another teacher comes in, gives a report, and leaves. The administrator gets up and excuses herself unexpectedly, and so on and so on. No one is staying for the entire meeting, except for the special education teacher. I've heard this happens more often at the secondary level, but either way, it is a mistake. By law, school officials must ensure all relevant participants attend the IEP meeting. Typically, this includes the parents, the special education teacher, a general education teacher, and an administrator. If the child has any related services, those individuals should be there as well. 
If the child was just tested and is being placed for the first time, it may also include a school psychologist or psychometrist. Not having the individual stay for the entire meeting is a violation of federal law, and specific forms will need to be completed and signed by the parent if someone absolutely has to leave. So what's the solution? Make it clear up front that all required team members should stay for the entire duration of the IEP meeting. If multiple teachers can't attend the IEP meeting, They should provide a written report that can be given by one classroom teacher representative. Your administrator should make it clear to classroom teachers that leaving an IEP is not acceptable. It's human nature to continue to do what you've been allowed to do. So by working with your admin and making it a non-negotiable, your teachers will be more likely to stay, which allows you to be in compliance with federal regulations. So there you have it, the five IEP meeting mistakes and how to overcome each one. Make sure you head over to spedprepacademy.com slash resource library where you can get access to those forms and so much more. And remember, holding a bad IEP meeting does not mean you are a bad teacher. It most likely means that you were not taught how to hold a highly effective meeting and therefore didn't know that what you were doing was wrong. After listening to this episode, you'll know better. And when you know better, you'll do better. So thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am, and I want you to grow into an amazing educator, and I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran special education teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you liked what you heard today and realized you have found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to the spedprepacademy.com slash podcast and sign up to be notified each time a new episode airs. And don't forget to leave a review to receive the next shout out. Go out and have a great day and I'll catch you on the next episode.